0: Hi everyone, this is Gabby. Today we have a different kind of podcast for you. For those of you who don't know, Patty Garrod retired this past March from her position at NACMAS, and I will also be transitioning out of my position at NACMAS in July to pursue a PhD in theology. So we had this idea to interview each other as a final podcast featuring the two of us together. So this interview was recorded back in March, just before Patty's retirement date. And it's a really nice conversation. Uh, you hear a bit more about our experience doing the podcast and some of our reflections on our time at NACMAS. So. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Um, Just so you know, the podcast will continue. Uh, We have hired somebody to be working at NACMAS as a media administrator who will continue doing podcasts as well as some other audiovisual materials. So stay tuned. Please continue to subscribe. Tell your friends about us. We'll be releasing another episode in the upcoming months with the Marianist Social Justice Collaborative, but uh, we wanted a chance to say thank you and farewell, so I will lead you into our podcast conversation. Thanks, everyone.
1: Welcome to Sharing Our Marianist Stories. I'm Patty Garrett.
0: And I'm Gabby Bebo. So, for our podcast today, um, it's a little bit different because this is going to basically be just sort of a conversation between Patty and I. For those of you who don't know, uh, Patty will be retiring tomorrow,
1: March 1st.
0: Yeah. So, we're recording this on February 28th. And Patty will be retiring tomorrow from her position at NACMAS. And Patty, how long have you been at NACMAS?
1: 18 and a half years. It will be 19 years in September.
0: So yes, a
1: lot of my life. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So um, we at NACMAS are obviously sad to see Patty go, but also very happy for her and this next endeavor in her life. Um, and we can talk a little bit about what are some things coming up that you're interested you're looking forward to in retirement. And then for those of you who don't know for me as well, I will be going to grad school uh, starting next starting in the fall. So I will also be um, ending my time at NACMAS over the summer. So uh, and how
1: long have you been here, Gabby?
0: Well, I started volunteering here. I volunteered here for a year in 2016 and then was a grad assistant and then full-time. So in some capacity, I've been at NACMAS for almost seven years, which is like that kind of flew by, kind of crazy. And
1: I can say that we are going to miss Gabby at Nacmis very, very much with her, uh, the way she has done a lot of research and created courses and introduced us to new technology. And boy, I've loved doing this podcast with Gabby. It is a highlight. So you are going to be missed as well.
0: Thank you. Yes. And I'll definitely miss it here too. Um, But it seemed like a good time to move on um, to my PhD studies, which I kind of had seen in my future for a while. And I hope to keep studying some of the things that I've been studying at NACMAS too. So uh, there will be lots of opportunities in the future to get back in touch with NACMAS and still keep working with them. So we have a lot of fun transitions coming up at NACMIS, a lot of exciting opportunities. Um, So we wanted to, we thought it would be good to just kind of uh, have a conversation about our time at NACMAS and um, Our time with the Marianist family and how that will continue and the Marianist charism just sort of reflect back on that um, as we bring our time at NACMAS you know towards a close so we a professional time at NACMAS
1: because it is
0: in our it is in our very soul
1: at this point all that we've learned and read and shared
0: yeah that's right it's been uh, an important part of both of our lives And so um, we wanted to share some of that with you um, on this podcast. And
1: I've been wanting to uh, interview Gabby for a long time. So this is, uh, I'm really looking forward to this. So
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, Patty, um, would you want to talk about, so you were at NACMAS before me. So could you just talk about like, how did you, how did you come to NACMAS? How did you get a job here? How did that all happen?
1: Well, um, in my life, most things happened because, of, because I'm a hiker and a walker. So I've gotten several jobs because of hiking and walking. And I had just moved across the street from the Mount St. John property and had been taking a lot of opportunities to hike this property, not having any idea where I was. So I, there are several people I met that started telling me stories about what this campus means. Uh, Brother John Lemker is one of them. I, would, I tell this story all the time where I would walk at 8 in the morning. I'd meet Brother John Lemker. We'd go opposite ways, and I'd see him on the other side. I would walk at 3 in the afternoon, and I would meet Brother John Lemker. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty funny, and he slowly told me in his gentle way what this was. I eventually got a job at uh, Queen of Apostles Chapel, And one night we had a wonderful presenter named Carol Ramey. And at that point, she was doing a program where she would pretend she was Chaminade's mother and would be calling him with a banana to her ear. And I'm like, I like her. (laughs) (laughs) And we really clicked. And on one of my walks, she was putting things um, in the back of her car and said, you know, there's an opening at, at NACMAS and would you be interested? And the timing for me was perfect. Again though, I really didn't know what the Marianists were. Uh, I had to laugh when I heard at one point that the internship was to find the next Marianist scholar because Carol Ramey must have ignored that part of the <laughs> position. But I came on as an intern, um, just fell in love with everything. Uh, was like a sponge soaking up with the Marianists are. Grateful to be a part of this and then When my internship was up, was just when online learning was beginning. We were working in collaboration with UD, with the virtual learning, and so that that connected with my background, and things have just sort of grown from there.
0: And when you started as an intern, you took the novice course, right, with the with the Marianist novices, including Brother Dennis Bautista, who's now the novice director for the brothers. And Brother Andrew, right? Who's yep. on the NACMA staff. So that's exactly. like, wow, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, and I loved, I mean, it, that was so fun. And again, that was a whole brand new experience for me. Um, and Larry, Brother Larry Kata was one of the, the teachers or moderators. Brother Hugh Beal was one of the moderators. And then Carol Ramey. So, I mean, come on, the stories I would hear on top of, the depth of scholarship. It was an exp- that's the thing about NACMIS is you get exposed to things that you can't even dream of. And sometimes you have to really look and think, so what is happening here? You know, it it, it took me a while to understand the relationship and between Brother Hugh and Brother Larry and to the beginning of the rebirth sort of of the lay communities with Carol and I mean, and then you j- you're just sort of sitting in holiness. You truly are. Mm-hmm. So, I I hope I appreciated as much of that as as I've been exposed to because it's pretty amazing. Did you have experiences like that where you just looked around and you're like, "How did I get here"?
0: Yeah, I think um, the like, "How did I get here?" I don't. I I think I definitely had some moments where I was like. This is such a unique place. And some of like what immediately stands out to me is like in my early days at NACMES when it was like things were really new. I remember having lunch with one day it was Brother Larry, um, Father Dave Fleming when he was here, Teresa, maybe Brother Tim Phillips too, like having lunch and we talked about Slavic languages and trying to remember like all of them and I was like, these are my people, (laughs) like (laughs) this is like so so random and niche and it was just like it was very funny, Um, but it was a serious conversation and it was like after doing it for like a half hour, I sort of took a step back and was like, this is so funny. so I've had moments like that of just like the a deep appreciation of all the different personalities on the staff and all the different gifts that people bring. Um, it's been so fun, you know, for example, talking to Teresa and Brother Andy about what they do as librarians and me being appreciative of them as librarians, but also being like, I don't have those gifts of of being a librarian because they're very detail oriented and like all about organizing. And I am not like that. So I've definitely had some have had some of those moments. Um, Yeah, I was going to ask you, too, and I can talk about this for me as well. Like what have been some of the highlights of your career at NACMAS?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. One of the things that I really have enjoyed is this constant opportunity to learn. Uh, online learning was new. It really was new when, um, well, Sister Angela Ann Zukowski is the one that was really, you know, creating this program and then we collaborated. And so then I wanted to learn more. So I took an eight week course on online learning because it's not the same as face to face. and And then could use what I learned. I was always given the opportunity to use what I learned. And so use what I learned. And we created our courses. We learned how to make a podcast. I had never made a podcast. Gabby and I went and got training at a local radio station and went for it. Um, The travel for a while there, we were traveling a lot, which I enjoyed when you, um, that initial intern program, uh, Carol Ramey just made sure the intern attended, you know, I went to Cape May, you know, San Antonio and never made it to Hawaii, but didn't make it to California. (laughs) Me neither. It's okay. (laughs) Not that for lack of trying, but, um, and then California and Philadelphia, St. Louis. I mean, just the travel and then the different people and organizations that you meet. Uh, But I would really say the thing, you know, when I talk to people about this job is that it's this, Because it's a small staff, and we're always trying to remain relevant, and we're always trying to share the Marianist charism, we're willing to learn, and and have been given the opportunity to learn. So that really is—I mean, other than specific highlights, the programming we did—food for the soul at the University of Dayton, which I really liked. Um, I was basically Carol's sidekick for a lot of programming, but. Boy, that was a great, a great role. Uh, so, and Marianist Mana was done at local communities in Dayton. So I'm kind of a face-to-face person. Those, th- that time has come and gone in a way, but I really enjoyed those. We did the program Marianist Studies. Uh, we did had a Marianist Studies 2.0 program where we worked with a, you know, group of people on a particular topic and then they would come to Dayton and we would host a week of writing and learning. Those kinds of things I really, really enjoyed. When we did things as a staff together, those were my favorite things. So I have a lot of highlights. How about you? What are your highlights here?
0: Yeah, well, there's so many things. There's so many things that I think about that I um, never like, thought I would be doing. So when I first started working at NACMAS, it, I was volunteering. Um And I had been commissioned by Brother Ray Fitz to write a short biography of Father Faree. And so I, um, all the resources are at NACMAS. So I just sort of set up shop here and, um, you know, that was my, my, I was tasked with writing the short biography and, you know, I had like a little office here that I could use. So that i could do the research but then it was like i'm here so then i just started like showing up to different staff meeting staff meetings and um you know sub program you know programming meetings publication meetings um things like that and just really sort of inserted myself into NACMIS and learned more about what it did and um I was asked, Dan Jordan at that time, he was teaching the novice class as it was kind of going through some transitions after Carol Ramey retired. And he was like, do you want to, guess, teach a couple classes? And I was like, okay. I mean, I, I had never taught before, so that was like a new thing. And I found that I really liked that. Um, and so when I became like part of the staff officially – helping to sort of revamp the novice class and be one of the teachers for that that's been something I've really enjoyed and um, I think teaching will be in my future because that's something that I've I've liked so much you know I do just I'm a naturally curious person and I do like reading about things and researching things but it's not so fun to just do that and then it's like oh you know That was cool. On to the next thing. Like the fun part is also sharing that with other people. So I think the novice course has been a highlight. Um, And then during COVID, as we were looking at, can we, how can we do some more online things for people? I, because I really enjoyed doing the novice course, I was like, it's too bad that this is only offered to Marianist brothers and sisters during their novitiate. Because the material is so good and it's really important stuff. So I was wondering, how can we offer the same material to like a larger group of people? And that was where um, the online Mariness History course started. So I adapted that into an online course. And that's been really enjoyable too. You know, I hope that will continue. And I think you know, the plan is that will continue so yeah I just think it's so important so that's been a highlight this podcast has been a highlight like you said I never thought I would do a podcast but we had this idea like right when I started and we knew nothing about podcast like we both were podcast listeners but we knew nothing about how do you do a podcast and it really was just providential that the WYSO, the local Dayton radio station, was doing a weekend podcast workshop, and it was like right after we had talked about, wouldn't that be cool if NACMA started a podcast? So we went, and it was like, I mean, we were just like, yeah, we can do a podcast. Why not? Like, you know, we can learn how to do it, and we did, and it, we started a great relationship with WYSO, and they really mentored us in the beginnings. Yes. Um, And we've gotten so much great feedback, you know, from listeners of the podcast. So that's been a real gift and a highlight and a new skill, you know, audio editing and all, you know, audio equipment, that kind of thing. Um, When we did the general chapter of 1981 documentary, which those of you listening, if you haven't, if you don't know about that documentary, go on our website and watch it. It's really interesting that was a whole new thing. I did not I knew nothing about, you know, how do you do high level video editing to make a documentary. And that's what that's what I I learned how to do it. You know, during COVID, again, we got a Skillshare subscription and I learned how to use Adobe Premiere Pro. And so it, it was definitely there's been so many moments at NACMUS that it's been like yeah, maybe I can do that. I can learn how to do it and, and do it. And then and then we did it. So I have gained a lot of skills on top of just like the head learning that I've done as well. The reading I've done about the French Revolution and Marianist history and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, a lot of highlights, a lot of things I'm taking with me for moving forward.
1: I think MACMAS has a culture of yes, of Mary's yes. It's like, let's have an idea. How do we do it? we'll work around it if we can. Or, um, we were very fortunate. Our director, um, George Listjack was like, okay, well, we'll get you the necessary tools when we would hit dead ends. Um, but that is that it's a wonderful culture to be a part of, like, let's figure out a new way to do this. And we put our heads together and do it. So podcasting is going to be in my future. That is something I want to do after retirement. I created a, um, a podcast of my own when we first did this, as we worked together. And I found I love it. I love interviewing people. I love hearing stories, sharing our Marina stories. I'll find what other stories to share. So, um, that I really hope is in my future is, is continued podcasting. Well, I'm going to go back. This is just some basic stuff. But, um, like, who is the most influential founder for you, Gabby, uh, and why?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say Adele just because that's so much of my time at NACMIS has really been studying her life and her context. So a lot of the research areas, places that I researched, um, has been about women at the turn of the seven or at the turn of the nineteenth century. So late eighteenth into the nineteenth century aristocratic women you know I was really interested in learning what would her life have been like what was it supposed to be like if the revolution had never happened and so like doing some delving into what was the life of an aristocratic woman and right before the revolution and all of the like courtly rituals and you know a lot of them spent a lot of time in Paris. Adele never visited Paris um, being, You know, being presented to the king and queen, that, that certainly never happened to her. That happened to her parents, but not to her. Um, so her life was just so different because of that. I've also did a lot of research into, like, women's spirituality in that time period. And that helped give me a window into Adele and, like, her spirituality. I feel like she's the... Most misunderstood founder just because Father Chaminade, you know, he he like started it all. Um, you know, like this was his vision, the, like the Marianist family, the whole Marianist family was his vision. So people get that and like we hear a lot about Father Chaminade and then, you know, Marie Therese, a lot of people really um, are attracted to her. Because her story, I think people can really like grasp onto that. Because some of the what she did was so amazing, with working with the women at the Misery Accord, and then her bravery during the French Revolution. So I feel like a lot of people don't really get Adele, and you know, if you read her writing, it's hard it's hard to get into because of the language, the way that people talked then. So when you really read her closely and read her a lot, you start to see elements of her personality. So I just feel like I've been able to connect with her because she was so loving and so positive and so joyful and um, had so much generosity like in her heart. And I feel like she – really balanced humility with confidence in herself that like, yes, I, I can do this. I can start this community, this religious community. I can start this association of friends, even though I'm really young, um, while also acknowledging her littleness and how how limited she was. And I think that was especially true once she was sick. And I, And I think that's something that I really admire about her is the way that she kept going And her faith, how strong her faith was even at the end of her life when she was so ill. Um, So I think just the amount of time that I've spent with her, like studying her, trying to get in her head is very meaningful. And I think where I really understood that, like how how much that was true, was when I went to France this past summer or last summer and I went to Tronkelion, which was her family home. And that was just like driving up and getting out of the car and seeing it. And this was something like I had seen pictures of it so much. Like I knew the layout of the house, like all of the stuff. And then seeing it in person was just like, oh my gosh. It Like the just the feeling, like the emotion. I felt like I was coming into contact with her. And so, yeah, I didn't you know, I felt, I felt a connection in a way that I didn't necessarily feel at some of the other places. Like for some reason that like really hit me. So, so yeah, that's who it is for me. What about you, Patty?
1: Well, for me, it is Marie Therese. Um, part of it is, you know, when I started at NACMAS, I, as an intern, I was 45 and believe me, I got teased a lot about being an intern at age 45, which is fine. I, that's fine with me. Uh, but I would read about Marie Therese and she made all these changes and decisions as she aged. And now that I'm making this transition from NACMAS to the next phase, I look to her again. You know, she, she, at the end of the French revolution, she could have just sort of stayed at Alpion and, you know, stayed with her family, but she took on this big project of the Misericord and just her um, loving, of the women of the Misericord and understanding their story, uh, I don't know, and her leadership skills, how she was uh, very important for Father Shamanad in, in what he um, was accomplishing and their friendship. I don't know. I just really looked at, it. I just, and I love the stories of the cigars. I mean, just how she would find a problem, see a problem and try to fix it. And so I, I think I identify with that a little bit. I just, but I just, it was just nice at, at being an older age, being new to the Marianists, and then reading a story about someone who was older and um, doing good work and, and listening, listening to God. And she's, we kind of tell, say that the founders are like head, heart, and hands, and she's hands. I'm kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. So I like to get things done, do something um, more. I'm not... Uh, so much of a head person <laughs> maybe heart and hands as me but um so I just really really uh, admire her and, and and look to her a lot but the teachings of father Chaminade is something else that has changed my life and I'm sure this it's the same you know for, for you as well Gabby. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he worked and listened to these women that he I, I feel he saw Marie Therese as an equal I think he saw Adele as an equal too. And, um, I sort of see you and I together as, you know, our generations apart, I could be your mother. I don't think I can be your grandmother, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we work really well together and mm-hmm. we listen to each other and, um, click in a lot of ways. We can, we, we've worked very well together in coming with ideas. Um, and another, I think that's a really neat part of the Marianist charism, a neat part of, of NACMAS. from father Shamanad's teachings. Um, the system of virtues and the silences are something that changed my life. That I try to introduce as many people as I can to, not always, <laughs> they're not always as receptive as I would hope, but that I will always take with me. And so, how many jobs can you have that you're taking something that altered your life and will, you know, change your life forever? And so, when I was reading the system of virtues and the silences, and Father Shamanad is so positive. He just, he sees us all as holy. That is not, that's rare. Mm-hmm. Every, all of us are holy and we're here to, I, I sort of see of us as lamp lighters. We're here to light each other's, uh, shine each other's lights. And if you don't know where your gift is at the moment, someone else will help you. And if you see it in someone else, then it's your job to highlight somebody else's gifts. And that comes from Father Shamanad. I think he I think of the French Revolution and that he came out as he's going to make, re-Christianize the world. I mean, (laughs) after what he'd experienced. So I'm very moved and changed by the Marianist charism. Um, Is there a part of the Marianist charism that really, I mean, I, I, Gabby, your life is the Marianist charism, but is there something that
0: you could sort of highlight? I think, oh gosh, I mean, there's a lot of things I think that I could highlight. Um, I think one, I mean, this is true for a lot of people, and I think you can see this in how we operate as a staff, is the that discipleship of equals and how that's just a, a wonderful model of being church, of like we have different vocations, but we work collaboratively. You know, like our boss is a lay person. We have... Brothers on staff, and you know we do things together. We sit in a circle, you know, like as a staff. It's it's not like a you know we work together, um and even George as the director, it, it is it is collaborative. Of like somebody might have an idea um that we'll talk about as a staff, and like okay, how can we make that happen? So I think like that's how it happens on a professional level. That discipleship of equals. But then, on like a larger sense, in the Marianist family, the way that the way that we relate to each other and work together on things, I find that wide-reaching. And the intergenerational aspect, I think, has been a, a great gift. And we see that on the Nacma staff, we see that in the Marianist family, we see it in the founders. Um, Adele was thirty-something years younger than. Father Chaminade, Marie Therese. Marie Therese, when you talked about her being an older woman, she was older than Father Chaminade. I think one of the things for me, like learning about Marianist history, what's really cool about that is it helped make sense of the way things are now. It's like, oh, that's why we do things the way we do them. Or that's why this looks like the way it does. It's because of the way they did things in the bordeaux sodality the way that they started the brothers and the sisters the way the founders worked together so that's just like very cool to see that how that that thread has remained the other big thing is mary and just how my understanding of her has deepened over the years and i think that's been one of my biggest takeaways from father shamanad is how he talked about Mary and how he viewed Mary. Father Chaminade did talk a lot about Mary as mother, for sure. Huge, hugely important. But unlike, I think, some of his contemporaries and people later in the 19th century who talk about her as mother in a very sort of sentimental way, a very sort of soft way, um, he also talked about Mary's power, and I know we talked about when we did that podcast about the letter of 1839, I think that's where it comes out really strongly is Mary's power and her, her role as the woman who crushes the head of the serpent and the way that she was present in all of the most important parts of Jesus's life. I find that really unique and really important. And I think that's another gift that we can offer to the church and, and how the church sees Mary. Um, can I interject a story? Yeah, because, because,
1: because, um, when you say highlights, a huge highlight for me was it was at a food for the soul program we did at the university of Dayton, uh, Carol Ramey was giving a talk and she talked about Mary standing at the cross. And I had never thought about that very deeply. But it just, and you know, watching her son being crucified standing, not, I, I would be on my knees, you know, not, you know, I'm not, you don't hear that she's, you know, howling with grief, uh, something else I imagine myself doing, but standing at the cross. And I've seen artwork by Marianus brothers where they're eye to eye, that he's looking at his mother standing there. And that just was one of those moments that changed everything for me in my relationship with Mary and looking, um, I sort of, you know, I, again, I'm older. There was, I think there was more talk of just her kind of perfection and blue gown and all of that, which is fine. A lot of people, that's really important too, but being shown and talked about her standing at the cross, just, I think that's a Marianist perspective. That's very unique. And, um, a, just a, a guiding force for me. So I'm very always grateful for, but that's one of those moments I can see, I can see myself sitting there. I can see Carol Rainey talking and it was just like, like boom. <laughs> so thank you. I agree with that. Yeah.
0: Something clicked. It clicked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's so important in the Marianist charism. I mean, the three o'clock prayer is that. Um, so what are you looking forward to? You mentioned podcasting.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be I don't know. I think what NACMAS has helped me see, I'm going to really be kind of on a journey for holiness, just seeing where it is. I like photography. I would like to perhaps make that a, um, I have done this thing called Moment of Beauty, where I try to take a picture every day of, of something that's, um, that I find beautiful, which is really gives you a neat outlook on life when I, I did that for Lent one year and kind of continued it. When you spend your day looking for a moment of beauty, your day turns out pretty good. And I think um, Father Chaminade and the founders and my work here has just helped me realize that there's holiness everywhere, and we need that now. We need that recognized. So that's very general, but that's kind of the the path that I hope to be on walking. Uh, I'll continue walking and see where that brings me. It brought me here Uh do some Photography and uh, a Search for Holiness is really, I think, what I'll be doing in this last chapter. But um, again, I guess I'd like to say I'm so grateful for all of you that I've met, uh, all of you that we've supported in any way, and I will continue um, on this journey uh, because and for everything I've experienced here.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, good things to do in retirement, for sure. I'm just excited and grateful to you, Patty, too. It's just been such a great experience working with you. So, yeah, it's been an adventure, a great one.
1: It has. So for everybody, we're going to say thank you for listening to Sharing Our Mariana Stories. Please keep checking the NACMAS website
0: for future programming. Uh, Listen to our podcast. Yeah, and stay tuned because there will be a lot more things to come new exciting endeavors for NACMA so thanks for listening and keep listening because we'll we have more episodes coming to you soon